before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son form is in my blood We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, I'm on today with Erin Keller, a Michigan Ag Council ambassador. Hello, Erin. Hi, Carla. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the program. I know that everyone loves to start their day by talking to someone about themselves for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely new for me, but here I am. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. Why did you want to become an ambassador for the Michigan Ag Council? Sure. So I, a little bit about me, I am a recent graduate of Michigan State. I got a bachelor's in biosystems engineering with a minor in energy, and I currently work for Consumers Energy as an engineer in the Okemos area. Um, as far as why I wanted to be an ambassador, I kind of grew up surrounded by agriculture, but not directly involved in it. But I kind of grew a love for it, um, actually, through like a weird angle, uh, learning about it in my science classes and through my engineering program. And then um, I got an internship with MSU Extension and really fell in love with the people and the industry. And I wanted to be able to um, share those stories of farmers that I've met and help people make that connection between um, producer and consumer. What are you doing for the Ag Council or what are you going to do? Sure. So right now um, we're visiting farmers markets, and in a couple of weeks here I'll be going to the Meridian Township Farmers Market with two other ambassadors, and really just getting a chance to sit down and um, give people the opportunity to ask those questions they do have about agriculture, and maybe help them start those conversations with the people they buy their food from. And I know some other ambassadors are doing harvest hangouts as well, so going to farms and um, kind of sitting with them through that harvest process and showing that on Facebook Live and on Instagram. So um, definitely check those out um, for the ambassadors that have already done those. You said that you grew up around agriculture. Where did you grow up? I grew up in White Lake, Michigan, which is a offer town, kind of in the metro Detroit area. Excellent. And when you said biosystems engineering, I wanted to laugh because when my husband, Chris, started at MSU, he went into agricultural engineering, and then halfway through his major, they changed the name to biosystems engineering. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, wow, you start off in one major and end in another, and you don't even have anything to say about it. <laughs> I don't know. I know. When I was in high school and I was like looking at majors, I was like, I want to do agricultural engineering. I'm like, oh, th that does not exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is biosystems engineering. Uh, just like the name change in anything, you get used to it immediately. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and so you obviously were interested in that, but why the engineering part of it? What part of that attracted you to this market? 
Um, I guess I wanted to be more on the problem-solving end of issues. Like, I, I, uh, excuse me, it's obviously very important to educate yourself about issues, but I wanted to be more on the problem-solving side. And I am a little bit of a math and science nerd, so I figured <laughs> that was maybe a better fit for me than than the talking part. But I've tried to balance myself out a little bit. Well, so far you seem to be also really good at talking, so you're a rare breed, right? <laughs> I'm glad that it comes across that way. <laughs> so if you just started at Consumers Energy, what have you been doing so far there? Sure. So I, I started part-time um, last December with the engineering team, just kind of training. Um, but it wasn't until May when I graduated that I worked full-time. So I worked for their um, incentive program. So businesses apply to the program, um, telling us what energy efficiency upgrades they'd like to do. And we um, kind of educate them about what savings that'll have for them and then also offer them uh, rebates for those equipment upgrades. So I do like technical reviews of their applications and just make sure that everything that they're going to do for their project is a-okay and that how much um, incentives we'll be able to offer them. How's it been going so far? Obviously, you started out on a part-time basis, so you knew sort of what you were getting into. Did it work out like you were thinking so far? Yeah, it's been great. I really love everyone there. No complaints. Um, working from home um, has been a challenge in itself, but I think I've finally adjusted to that after being in this situation for so many months. <laughs> yes, we are all so flexible now, aren't we? <laughs> I know. I know. I never considered working remotely something that I wanted to do. And at first I was a little reluctant, but it's definitely worked out. And, you know, it's presented its own challenges with um, staying productive and not getting distracted. But I think I figured it out finally. <laughs> uh, I started working remotely right after grad school. And so it has always been the norm for me. And then with the rest of the world doing it, I was just like, hey, guys. You guys know what it's like now. We're all doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the problem? I've been doing it forever. <laughs> but, yes, like you said, it has its own set of challenges. Um, I think my biggest one is that it is right next to the kitchen. So you could just continually eat all day long. <laughs> that is, yes. I live in a pretty small apartment, so my, my desk and my setup is in my bedroom. So it's, you know, the bed is right there. <laughs> Convenient. Uh, that leads us to the other part of agriculture and farmers markets that people love talking about, which is food. Where, where do you stand on food? Do you like to go out to eat? Do you like to make it at home? What are your favorites? Oh, I'd say. I like both. I, I've been trying to learn how to cook a little bit more, so I, I make majority of my food, but I'd say like once or twice a week I really enjoy going out and enjoying eating it and not laboring over it. <laughs> <laughs> not laboring over it. Yes, that is the point. Where do you like to go? What are your, some of your favorite places? Oh, um, I really like Italian restaurants. I know like Olive Garden is a chain, but it's, it's so good. I can just eat their breadsticks all day. Yes, so, they, that's probably a go-to around me. <laughs> yeah, people sometimes make jokes about that, and I always say, yes, it's really hard to go wrong if you have take bread and put butter and cheese on them. It's it's fantastic. You can't mess it up. <laughs> Is that your main restaurant? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I also like just um, going to small like coffee shops. I know that's not necessarily food, but I do enjoy um, going to coffee shops, and there's a lot in the East Lansing and Lansing area, so I'm lucky to have those. 
Uh, we were in East Lansing this weekend, and we went to go see the leaves, which weren't at peak yet, actually. And it was very strange to see campus so uh, quiet when it's the fall. Um, where are people still when you <laughs> go to East Lansing? Like, where are you hanging out now that uh, students aren't there? Yeah, it's it's been really weird because, um, you know, starting in March or April, a lot of people were heading home once classes went remotely. And um, I have a dog, and I would take him for walks on campus, and it was just absolutely dead. But um, I'd say, like, along Grand River, there's still – that's where people still like to gather. That's where all the restaurants and stuff are. So you know, most of the people, I'd say, that are left are still going there to get dinner or just, like, socialize in whatever capacity they can. Um, but on the Long River Trail, too, I guess, is where most people would walk or um, run or whatever outdoor activities. It's usually right along um, the Red Cedar River on campus. Well, now I have to hear about your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he is wonderful. <laughs> um, last November, I adopted him. His name is Breslin after um, oh. the basketball arena. I'm not a unless you're a sports fan or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but he is going to be six years old, and we're not sure what breed he is. He's little, but he looks like a Doberman, so we're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have roommates that you live with that share him, or is he yours? Uh, yes, I have one roommate right now, and he absolutely adores him, too. <laughs> Wonderful. So you are not an MSU sports fan. You did not name your dog after... <laughs> <laughs> destroyed sports complex. Is that what I'm understanding? Oh, I, um, a little bit of sarcasm for me. I absolutely love um, MSU sports, mostly football, but, you know, Breslin just seemed like a good uh, dog name to me. <laughs> uh, I actually have a, um, uh, my husband's college roommate named his daughter Breslin, so I am very oh. into that name as well for dogs and children. It works all around. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Uh, so did you attend all the football games? Um, during your school time? I really did, unless I had to go home that weekend or if it was terrible weather, but I pretty much went to every single football game and lost my voice every game as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh, we have so much in common. I can't help it. I cannot stop yelling and or cheering either way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I'm a little too involved, maybe, but it's like we need to watch a football game together. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure we'd be, well, at the end, we'd be silent because we'd lose our voices. <laughs> um, when the Big Ten wasn't playing, I was so uh, confused about what I was going to do on Saturdays in the fall because we have never not gone to them. And now that they are start on the 24th, I am so happy. Oh, I know. I, I was really sad when Big Ten canceled, um, and I actually made a schedule of MSU games to rewatch every day. <laughs> I would have missed the fall Saturdays. <laughs> I like that. I did go to a Rose Bowl party last weekend. We watched the 2014 Rose Bowl game. And so <laughs> that's, that's a good one to rewatch. <laughs> they actually had a DVD of it. I was, I was surprised. I wow. kind of just thought that they had kept it on their DVR. At all. I, I don't know, YouTube, but no, no, it was a straight up DVD. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a super fan right there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Do you watch the other MSU sports, or is that your one love? Um, I yeah, I did football is my favorite. Um, I watch a little bit of basketball when it comes to March Madness, um, and then I like watching track and field as well. Uh, were you involved in any of these? 
Um, I did track and field for about two years at MSU. Oh, really? You were on the team. Awesome. How was it? <laughs> it was it was a good experience. It's you know being um, a college athlete is definitely both physically and mentally challenging, and it ended up you know not being the best fit for me. But it was definitely an experience I was super grateful to have. I was a walk on, so you know I it, I had to put in a lot of work to get there, and I'm it was a good experience overall. I'm, I'm happy that I did it, um, but yeah, definitely a great opportunity to have. What were your main events? Obviously, also, I'm assuming in high school you did them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did high jump. That's what I came in for. And then my sophomore year, I trained um, as a heptathlete, which is seven events. <laughs> <laughs> you you do have to say that to people, don't you? Because <laughs> they haven't heard of it before. Well, like, a what? <laughs> okay, so what are the events? It is high jump, long jump, javelin, hurdles, 200 meter, 800 meter, and shot put. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a real workout. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Had you done some of those things before? Like, had you thrown a javelin before? I did not. So, like, in high school, they don't do that. At least not in Michigan. Yeah. So, in high school, I had done high jump, long jump, and hurdles. Um, so the throwing events, shot put and javelin was a lot of learning, but I'd say javelin is like one of my favorite. It is so fun throwing a spear. <laughs> oh gosh. I, it is one of those things. Like I've never seen that at the high school level. I'm sure they do it somewhere at the high school level, but, um, yeah, yeah. But not in Michigan, which I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is really neat. I'm glad you had that experience. Um, I like how you say it was challenging. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a little bit challenging when you're doing that in school at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And trying to work. So, yeah, it was quite a balance. Oh, where did you work during school? Um, I did undergraduate research um, pretty much my whole time there. And then my junior and senior year, I worked for the state of Michigan in their um, energy office. Oh, fantastic. So when you started in engineering, did you already have the interest in the energy part of it? Or did that come later as you went through school? Um. I'd say I had it to begin with. My two, I guess, like, main passions are sustainable agriculture and energy systems. So bioenergy was, like, a good fit in the middle, like, using crops or uh, biomass for energy. So that's what I came in really wanting to do. Um, So that's where the the interest for energy came from, and that's something that I um, stayed focused on throughout my education. Now, when you're saying that you have an interest in the sustainable ag part of it, what do you mean? What areas interest you, and what do you see happening in the industry right now? Sure. So, ag, I guess, that directly relates to a lot of environmental health, like air quality, soil quality, and water quality all relates back to agriculture. And um, I took a sustainability class my sophomore year, and we really talked about other aspects of sustainability, like social sustainability, and that was an issue that I really saw in agriculture because two percent of the population feeds the other 98 percent of us and that's you know that's not going to be sustainable forever um and i guess that class also opened up up my eyes to you can't just um change something within a system without understanding how it affects um everybody so as an engineer i can't come in and suggest to a farmer that they do this this and this to improve environmental health without understanding how that impacts impacts their social and um, their own personal 
health and sustainability as well. So that was kind of the angle that I wanted to get at um, throughout my education is balancing the environmental and social part of it. That's really interesting. I was at a uh, a conference and I was the only farmer in a room at one point and uh, the job of everyone in the room was to come up with ways that farmers could be more sustainable. Um, but everyone else in there was not a farmer and so they did not have that knowledge about the balance and so they would say things like farmers need to stop using tractors and as a farmer I was like oh hey probably that one's not going to work <laughs> back to horses everyone here we go <laughs> right you don't want to suggest something that impacts someone else's well-being without understanding their way of life first so that was how I tried to approach it in as an ambassador and in your history in working through school and your job right now, what kind of questions do people ask you about agriculture? What kind of questions do people ask you about sustainability? Yeah, I guess with agriculture, a lot of it relates back to health and safety. People want to make sure that the food that they're eating is good for them or won't have any negative health effects or that they just want to they just want transparency with what is being done to their food. So there's also there's always a lot of questions about GMOs and pesticides and those kind of topics that get like a negative light, I'd say, in the news. And people are, you know, are concerned about those things and just want to know and want farmers to be transparent about what they're doing. So I think it, it just comes down to them wanting to make educated consumer choices. And isn't that what most people want? They just want the knowledge yeah. so that they can make their own decisions for yeah. what they want. That brings me to your support system. I'm assuming that you had people who helped you along the way and um, your family. Who uh, is your family? Who are your mentors? Who have you been working with? Sure. Um, so my family, um, my mom and dad um, have also been great support systems um, throughout my education. You know, engineering is not easy, and I've definitely had those moments where I was like, can I do this? And my, my parents were always very supportive and telling me to keep pushing through. And then I have a younger brother. He is going to be a sophomore at Grand Valley. He's studying sports management. And um, we have definitely grown a lot closer since I've gone away to college, so I'm glad to have that relationship, um, you know, evolved from a sibling rivalry <laughs> to a more, a more loving relationship. So thankful for that. Um, and then as far as mentors, um, my sustainability professor my sophomore year, um, Dr. Girl, like she was a great mentor all throughout my college education, both personally and um in my education, so very thankful for her. And I've just had, I've definitely got like a good friend group, finally, I think, like I found <laughs> my people in college. Great. <laughs> I definitely found my people, and uh, they've always been super supportive. Are they the same people that you're losing your voice with at games? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> they've put up with me at football games, so they're definitely keepers. <laughs> Oh, man, I bet you're fun. I bet you're really loud. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, admittedly so. <laughs> My sons are in cross country, and I love yelling at them while they're running, encouraging things, yes. and then at all the other students on the team. Um, I was there the other day, and one of the other parents is like, uh, do, you, do you yell at all of them? I'm like, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> 
Exactly. I'm always that person. It was always like that at like track and cross country meets as well. They're it's like quieter sports, you know, like people get excited, but it's not like football games. Uh-huh. But I still bring the same football <laughs> energy and got lots of looks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I don't even know if people are looking. I'm not I'm too busy <laughs> looking at the runners. Uh, what about when you are not working? I know that you like obviously like to walk your dog, but what are your other hobbies? Sure. Um, I like to be outside um, a lot. I enjoy hiking. Um, and then when I'm not outside, I do enjoy art. So painting, um, even writing um, and reading as well, I'd say. What is your medium for art? Um, a little bit of everything, I guess. I enjoy um, drawing and painting, uh, both acrylic and watercolor. What have you done that you like the most? Do you give them as gifts? Do you keep them for yourself? What do you do? Um, I prefer to give them as gifts. Um, my boyfriend is a big fan of uh, Kid Cudi, and I did a painting for him for Christmas last year. That was probably one I was most proud of. That is is such a nice gift when you're able to actually create something and then give it to someone. Um, They, they really have to be appreciative. They really can't take that back to the store. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, if you want to return it, you can't. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Uh, Where does your boyfriend live? Um, He lives in Rockford, so in the Grand Rapids area. Uh, Well, that's not too far away, I guess. Is he out of school or is he in still school still? Um, he graduated in May as well from Aquinas College. How did it go for you graduating during COVID-19? Oh, it, honestly, it was it was pretty heartbreaking at first because um, we, we got back from spring break, and it was like the Tuesday after spring break when everything got um, shut down. So I guess I was really thankful to have that experience with my friends before everything else kind of came to a halt. And then... Um, when graduation was canceled, I think that was the moment that was like most heartbreaking, um, not having that moment. But, you know, we improvised, me and my roommate took pictures on campus and just kind of, <laughs> just kind of celebrated in our own way. But it was definitely something none of us saw coming, but, you know, we're able to make the best out of it. Uh, we were on campus one night when there were a lot of people in their gorgeous dresses getting their pictures taken in front of the stadium, and I thought it was so great. They had professional photographers there and everything. I was like, yeah, why not? I mean, it's not like yeah. this moment defines your last years of school or anything like that. Right, right. You're in the, you're in the degree whether you walk across the stage or not. So, Well, you said you had that experience at spring break. Where did you go? Oh, we went to Florida. We went to the Clearwater area, which was really beautiful and warm the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Isn't it nice that it cooperates when you're on spring break? <laughs> oh, yes. Very lucky that it wasn't raining every day. <laughs> well, let's see. With your sports experience and your job experience and your school experience, what would you consider um, some of your best accomplishments so far? Um, well, my junior year, um, me and my friends entered this competition. Um, it was the United States Department of Energy, um, solar decathlon. So you design a net zero home, which means it uses no energy or it produces the same amount that it uses. Um, so I gathered a couple of my friends and we participated in this competition, um, designed a home fit for a Michigan family. 
and we submitted our design and we were picked as finalists. So we got to go to um, the National Renewable Energy Lab in uh, Colorado and present our design there. And then um, while we were there for the weekend, we did some hiking in the mountains as well. And that was that was an amazing experience. Um, just having the opportunity to present something at that level and then also just the, the personal time with my friends and um, that was probably the highlight of my college experience honestly oh that is so great i love when they have the places that you compete also in some of the most beautiful places in our country that's so wonderful <laughs> I, I fell in love with Colorado that weekend. <laughs> oh, it is such a wonderful place. My brother went to college there, so I spent a lot of time hiking out there. Oh, Where did you go? Um, we were in Boulder, um, Colorado. Wonderful. Uh, so we spent some time in Denver and then um, did some hiking around Boulder and um, Golden, Colorado. Oh, wonderful. And also, congratulations on winning the competition. Uh, even bigger than going to Colorado, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like a wonderful accomplishment. And what other things are you involved in? What organizations are you in now? Um, were you in, in college or now as a real adult out in the real world? Sure. So in college, um, I was an ambassador for the undergraduate research program, so um, a, a similar ambassador role. I talked to students about why they shouldn't get why they should get involved in undergraduate research and how to approach those opportunities and how to present their research. So that was something that I um, spent my junior and senior year doing. Um, I participated in some clubs. Um, Sustainable Spartans is a good one on campus, um, and then now I guess in my early professional career, I looked into joining some um, professional associations. I joined one um, for energy engineers just to kind of keep up to date on what's happening in the industry and what trainings are available. So just trying to stay on top of um, the industries and, and what's out there for me to, to keep moving forward in my career. It is great. There are always so many other organizations of like-minded people who want to keep up on everything. And what about advice? What advice have you gotten or what advice can you give to someone in your similar situation? Well, that's hard. I I would say just, just trust yourself. Um, like, you know yourself best and um, if an opportunity comes along, you'll know if it's, it's, if it's the one for you or not. And if you're denied an opportunity, whether that's a job or, or anything else, you have to know that it was not meant for you and there is something else better for you and just kind of stick true to, to you and what you know you want to do and what you love. That is always good advice. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me uh, out of your busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, no problem. Sounds like you have a few things going on. And I wish you um, the best success for the rest of the year. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. 
And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org. Why I